0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to Movie News number 75. Let's talk about Indiana Jones 5, Avatar 2, the latest box office numbers, and so much more. Hello movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Hope you all in America had a great holiday week. And uh, we're happy to be back in town. We're back home, and we're back recording. It's nice to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I missed everybody, even though you're not here in the studio. (laughs) I missed looking at the camera and talking to everybody and just, like, (laughs) pretending like you're listening to us live. But we're so excited because there's so much news to talk about. Let's start with the box office. And now, the numbers we're going to give you are for the five-day holiday weekend. So it's from Wednesday to Sunday. So it's all five of those days. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, of course, is still number one at the box office. It pulled in another $63 million for that Hall and it passed 600 million dollars worldwide. Strange World for Disney also pulled in 20 million dollars this 5-day weekend which was a huge bomb, the latest animated film from Pixar. So Disney. 20 million over the 5-day weekend, weekend? Yeah. Wow. It is a huge bomb, $180 million budget for this film. They were they need $250 million just to kind of break even on this movie, but $20 million on five-day opening weekend, which is a huge bummer. I know some people might think, oh, it's Thanksgiving. People go to the movies for Thanksgiving. Black Panther yeah. pulled like $9 million, and Encanto came out the same Thanksgiving weekend five-day haul. They pulled in $40 million, so this is a, a huge disappointment for Disney and it's, Pixar. It's also not just a uh, monetary failure, but it's the first Disney animated film in Thirty-one years to get a B cinema score. Whew. Every other Disney animated movie has been an A or A minus or A plus for cinema score. It's the first one to get a B, and getting a B cinema score is not good. It like, most didn't yeah. really promote it very well. And I remember seeing the trailers and being like, "That's a Pixar. That's a Disney movie. Like, what's he, what's even the plot?" And it's it just didn't seem like very interesting. And I remember we, we watched the trailer when we went to the movies like a month ago, and I was like, "No kid is going to be interested in seeing that." It doesn't seem enticing for kids. And it's probably like parents were bringing their kids to go, you know, do something, go to the movies on on the holiday week, so I just think that it might have been a misstep to even go with that project. Maybe, I I, I think the thing is, maybe you invested too much money into it, and CinemaScore doesn't mean, like, the quality of the movie, it's more about the movie-going experience, as well as marketing, everything that goes into it like that, so it's not exactly like, the movie's a B, there, uh, it's Well, not no, exa- CinemaScore is the uh, initial ratings that audiences give outside of the theater. But also, it's got uh, yeah. a- A to F grade scale, purchase, rental interest, and demographic data. So it's a lot of things combined Uh, into it at once. Not just like was the movie in A, B, or C. So cinema score doesn't mean the quality of the movie. It's like kind of like the overall uh like I guess you could pull draw of the movie. Oh, I gotcha. Gotcha. If that makes sense. But that's a huge bomb. Huge bomb. Devotion's next at third place with a ten million pull at the five day weekend, the latest uh aviation film which is based on a true story. Then Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. It's going to pull in about 10 to $12 million in this one-week special preview that's happening right now. So go see Glass Onion before it's out of theaters because it'll be pulled from theaters and be on Netflix only next week. We're going to see it today. Cannot wait. The menu pulled in $8 million. That's been a pretty profitable uh, R-rated horror movie, black comedy. I, we recommend it. It was a lot of fun. We love that movie so much. Yeah, it opened at 8, so that it's, it's probably at probably 30 million probably, right yeah. now. So something like good, that. Good for them. Excellent. Yeah. It's great for R-rated movies. Bones and All opened up to its wider release to a $4 million box office. We're going to see that tomorrow. Cannot wait. We're going to do an episode on uh, Bones and All and Glass Onion. I mean, Bones and All and the menu yeah. as a two-part episode. 2 part We're also, also going to cover Glass Onion this upcoming Thursday, so definitely... Go watch it asap so you can tune into the episode as well. Uh, and then Steven Spielberg's The Fabelmans opened to three million dollars on a limited release. It's only in about six hundred theaters right now. I'm sure it'll get a more a lot wider, but it's interesting to see a Spielberg movie only pull $3 limited million dollars and <laughs> limited. I think it's the only movie he's ever had released limited in like forty years, possibly. Yeah, that's pretty interesting because they're they're rolling it out like an indie film. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it's Steven Spielberg, <laughs> one of the most successful filmmakers yeah, of all time. Yeah, since Jaws, he's just had wide releases on weekends, <laughs> yeah. no matter what movie it is. And then one one quick bit bit of news about releases as well. This is the 30-year anniversary weekend of Aladdin, which came out in 1992, and that makes it feel old as hell. I believe it's the one of the first movies we ever saw. Yeah, Our absolutely. mom said, absolutely. yeah. We loved Aladdin. It's yeah. great. So fun. What a great movie. I can show you the world. <laughs> All right, let's get into our first category of news, which is going to be Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, they released a lot of new images. So they released an Empire article last week, and it had some shots of some cinematography shots and some images of Harrison Ford. And then they released new images, mostly of Phoebe Waller Bridge's new character, who is going to be looks like the co-lead, like the partner in crime with Indy. Indy sometimes has a partner. Oh, the first one really is the only one he doesn't have like a sidekick. Because in, in in Temple of Doom, he has a sidekick. In in Indy three, he has a sidekick, his dad. And then in, in Indy four, he has two sidekicks. He's got a sidekick, his buddy in Egypt. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a sidekick though. They're or not going, the they're not going on adventures together. Half the movie. I'm talking like going on the adventure together. His, I guess so, Indy one is the only one where he doesn't have a sidekick with for him. the whole time. Yeah. If that's more of just a, a, an ally. Is in so true. he's got multiple in the first yeah. one because yeah. uh, his name. Because then he also has Marion for half the movie as well. Yeah. So it's like a, a mix between him, her, him and Marion are kind of like his sidekicks for the film. Yeah. So it is part of the indie thing to have a sidekick. So and also Salah Salah is his name Salah. Yeah. And then um, it looks really cool. The cinematography looks great. Um, I read this article where Spielberg gave uh, one bit of advice to Mangold, and he said he said an Indiana Jones movie should be just a. a endless movie trailer is what he said that's good advice yeah it should just be a two and a half hour long movie trailer is what he said and some more info on indiana jones 5 which i'm guessing we're gonna get a trailer very soon probably monday maybe even tonight but it's got to come soon because usually when a studio is releasing images like this really quickly maybe a poster will be next and then a trailer is usually next all around the same week so it's got to come this week i'd be shocked if it didn't Um, but also we found out that it's going to have a kick-ass opening sequence like every Indiana Jones movie has to have, and it's going to be a flashback sequence. And for this opening sequence, they de-aged Indy and Harrison Ford to the original trilogy age of Indiana Jones. And I guess Harrison Ford said he was spooked out of how real it looked. And that scene looks like Toby Jones will be in that scene with him because I've seen set photos of him with dots on his face. That'd be cool. Toby Jones um, co-starring with him. I'm curious to see because he said it's, it's the first time he's seen it where it looks real. Harrison Ford said. Yeah, well, so. that'd be cool. And we don't even have a, tr- a name for the movie yet. It's just oh, going, yeah, It's, it's just still untitled, Indiana Jones 5. It's got to have a kick ass title as well. We'll find out. I'm Kick sure that, ass. I'm sure it this should just week. be called Indiana Jones kick 5. Ass. Kick ass. Kick, kick it ass. ass and taking names. In AARP. Kicking the ass of the Nazis. <laughs> 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 There's some uh, really interesting movie theatrical news coming out from two major studios. So Amazon has just announced that they're committing $1 billion to theatrical released films. So Amazon and Bezos, they want to produce films that are going to not just play in theaters for like two days and then go on Amazon Prime. They want legitimate releases in theaters. And then after the standard two to three months, go on Amazon Prime after that. And also uh, Lucasfilm is interested in pursuing feature-length theatrical releases for their future Star Wars properties as well, and focus less on television. Um, it, Kathleen Kennedy and company, its these are kind of rumors for the Star Wars ones, but it seems likely that they're going to go, again, try to hit the, the theatrical releases um, and try to get back into that. I think that this seems to make sense because the movie theaters are where the real money is. It's where you can really pack in theaters. Every ticket has to get paid for at home you can have not just a family of five but then your your friend uses your amazon account and then they're fr- they give it to their friend or like your 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 parents use your amazon account whatever so many people could be using one account they're not going to be making the money they can be making when you go into theater you have to pay for every single ticket even if it's a little kid and so i think it makes sense and also we always talk about the importance of the event like quality of going to the theater and when you watch a great movie in a theater, you remember that and you it sticks with you and it makes you really love that movie in a, in a different way. And then you're more likely to revisit that film and rewatch it over and over again because you had such a wonderful experience um, seeing it for the first time in a big theater as opposed to I feel like if you're watching a movie for the first time on your TV or on your phone or laptop, it doesn't have that same impact and you might be less likely to oh, I love that movie. I want to rewatch it again. I think that applies pretty much only to new movies that, are, that yeah. you see for the first yeah. time. So there's plenty of old movies that I'll see streaming on like Netflix or something that I haven't seen, but it came out 30 years ago that I still love, and I've I re it, but you're right. I think very few movies that are streaming-only releases... Have I gone to rewatch or had the desire to rewatch? I think like Tomorrow War is one of the only ones I can think of where I'm like, oh, I'm watching it again. I did watch it again. It was just as fun because it's not the same as going in person for the experience and just to feel the feelings you feel in a theater because you can't compare that. And that's why streaming movies, typically they see a huge drop off in rewatches. They hardly get played again, a lot of them, and a lot of people drop off and just click out of it after about two thirds of the movie in anyways, sometimes even sooner, so Movie theater experience is huge, and I think, obviously, they're understanding that. And, I mean, we hate to say we told you so, Amazon. (laughs) We've been saying this for two years. (laughs) for two years. <laughs> I said it during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, things were confusing back then, you know? Very. We're figuring very, it out. We yeah. get it. We get it. You guys are yeah. going to hire us, man. I know. Yeah. You're going to hire us. All right, let's get to Avatar 2. We got some more news. We got another new trailer showing the different tribes pitted against each other. Some great animation, obviously. And also, we got some information from James Cameron as he's been doing a lot of interviews making a circus, circus circuits around magazines and stuff like that. And according to James Cameron... Avatar 2 needs to make $2 billion to become a successful film. That's insane. And to put that into perspective, the most successful movie this year was Top Gun with $1.7 billion. So that was still $300 million short of what James Cameron think, thinks he needs. It's pretty wild. Like, it makes you wonder, like, even if this is an incredible film and going experience, is it worth it to make, spend that much money on a movie to make it where it has to be a $2 billion box office to be successful? Well, I mean, he earned it with the first film. You know, he earned the right to demand whatever budget he felt was necessary because he made um, Fox, like, 2 point... I think it made $2.7 billion, the first film. It also got had to get a re-release, though. Yeah, yeah, true. But it, it, it made, like, 2.5 before re-releases. It's still destroyed, absolutely destroyed. So he earned it, the, the right to that budget for the sequels, you know. Um, I think it'll hit 2 billion. I really do think it will. I think it might go over as well. It has to have legs. Well, I mean, what's coming out in the spring, early spring? I can't think of anything. I think that for January and February, it's just going to be Avatar hunting season. They're just going to be (laughs) – Avatar is going to be munching up. All the box office, because again, so it needs to have long legs like the first one had. Multiple releases, as well as it's over three hours. It's like three hour, twelve minute runtime. So that's a limited amount of screenings you can do per per day in theaters, which will limit how much money you can make initially. And remember, the first movie was a seventy seven million dollar opening weekend. Very, and then it became the most uh, profitable film of all, most successful film of all time. It just kept making money. And also, keep in mind, Top Gun made all that money, and it didn't get released in China true and avatar 2 is getting released in china and that's the second biggest film market in the world for for theatrical releases so i think that it has a lot of pull and i think that people will be surprised to see how successful it is and like i always say james cameron is the king of sequels he never misses he doesn't miss. he never misses <laughs> so i think he'll i think he'll do it he always does all right let's move on Oh, and the budget is reportedly four hundred million dollars. That's just for just for just a paper budget. that yeah. we know about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pre-marketing and everything. <laughs> I'm sure it's up to like seven, eight hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, I oh, guarantee. absolutely. Um, what's the Star Wars news right here? I already said it. The theatrical release. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to anyone else besides me who loves and watched the show Luther, starring Idris Elba. It's getting a movie. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's in production three right now. Three episodes in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to... I mean, three seasons in a movie. And we just got our first couple images of Idris as Luther. And it's going to be awesome. They're going to capture that dark tone that they had in the show, the R-rated dark tone. And we're in landscapes outside of London. We're not in London anymore. <laughs> Luther's in the, in the snow. He's like in an underground train. So I can't railroad. I can't wait to see this. You know, he's in this deserted subway underground. He's, I don't know where the snow is. where's this subway? It's, it's funny because. It's, where is this? No, because Luther, he always wears the same suit. He's like kind of like Sherlock. He's always uh-huh. got the same suit he's coat He's got on. his outfit. He's like a, in an Antarctic landscape, a snowy landscape with just his suit on and the tie flowing well, in the wind. Well, what happened was like they're like, oh, we got a budget. We don't have to shoot down the street anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. We can actually go somewhere. I think it's going to be awesome because I love that show. You know how much I liked it a lot. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, like I it recommend lot, yeah. it to people all the time. And, you know, that was a huge project for Idris when he was coming up the last like 10-15 years and it's kind of like flown under the radar I think it's on Netflix I'm pretty sure I'm sure that's, it's big in the UK that's where I discovered yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm sure it's massive there. so I'm excited to see this movie I cannot wait I'm, I'm excited to see it too I haven't seen the show but I love him just, So you can just watch like a recap of something yeah, just, just, char- just so you know the character he's a detective yeah but <laughs> He's like a cool detective. It's more complicated than (laughs) that. He's not a normal detective. He's got some some demons in his closet. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, some Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning news. The title has been explained by director-writer Christopher McQuarrie. He says that there are many things emerging from Ethan's past. Dead Reckoning is a navigational term. It means you're picking a course based solely on your last known position, and that becomes quite the metaphor not only for Ethan, but several characters very interesting your last known position yeah very cool yeah. sounds pretty sounds great. like everyone's in danger yeah obviously we can't wait this is going to be part one of a two-part film series based on the last couple stories i guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's based on them yeah it's continuation. I, don't I, was, I don't know where i was going with that sorry it's been like a week since we filmed you forgot what to talk about i forgot how to speak <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting that you know this story's been continuing since you could say the fourth one right the third one, we, we introduced Benji and all that, but since uh, Mission Possible 4, you mean the overall arc? Yeah, the overall arc of this storyline has been the same for a while. We don't, but, and like we have some, we have players from the first movie coming back, obviously. Well, Sean Harris, I, I would say, was the only connective tissue we'd ever seen with the same villain in Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation yes for, for Mission yeah. Possible. then we yeah. have characters from the first movie who we've seen in the trailer yeah. coming back for Dead Reckoning which is going to be really interesting just like I can't remember his name the but the agent who was trying to catch Ethan Hunt in the first from film from the fish tank restaurant from the, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> who was like the head of the CIA at the time yeah. in the movie he's coming back it looks like he's trying to get Hunt again so it's it's pretty cool to go back to bring more characters in from I'm back to get you Ethan <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> and if I see bubble gum I'm running <laughs> red light green light <laughs> <laughs> you more like yellow light bitch. <laughs> but um we cannot wait for Dead Reckoning. We're gonna get two years in a row of Dead Reckoning one and two. It's coming this June. Then I the think. origin story comes. <laughs> They're gonna There de- are no origin stories today. <laughs> They're gonna de- no there's there's a there's a prequel in here. Oh yeah? Okay. I can't wait to get to yeah, it. Yeah, it's at the end. Don't worry, don't worry. We got an okay, origin we prequel. Got in here. All right. I was going I was getting worried for a second. <laughs> getting worried. Next up, <laughs> Spider-Man across the universe will have six dominant animation styles, which is really interesting to hear. Obviously, the first uh, Spider-Verse movie has one dominant animation style with others like like splattered in there here and there this one's going to have six main animation styles which is going to be highly experimental and you know they're swinging at this i don't, th- I don't know how audience will perceive it i'm sure they're going to really enjoy it it's probably going to be like kind of like a, a bashing on your senses so it's going to be non-stop but i think it's going to be really interesting but also complete creative freedom to mm-hmm. do whatever they want i think the the first one is nothing if not extremely creative and unlike any other animated film that has been made. So I think that they're dialing the th- dialing it to eleven now. So I'm curious to see. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun and in- the next one will have twelve dominant <laughs> animation styles. <laughs> <laughs> be funny if there was like a chalk zone one <laughs> There could be. Chalk zone Spider Man. There could be. It's like a uh, I'm sure <laughs> it could be like everything <laughs> everywhere all at once when they're going through different dimensions. <laughs> next up Guardians of the galaxy, the Christmas holiday special released on disney plus on november 25th the other day and uh, it's been getting very good reviews it seems to be like a lot of fun a lot of people have told me that it's just a great time it's got like a four point rating on letterbox right now so for any fans of that world go check that out this holiday season people love the guardians i mean they're some of my favorite characters in the mcu they really drew people into the mcu before like the wrapping up of the infinity war saga so i think people love the characters and You know, we have Kevin Bacon as a guest star in this just to go off the inside jokes from the first movie, which is really great, great, as well as this movie is supposed to heavily feature Mantis and Drax as kind of like the leads of it. So I'm really excited to see those characters get more screen time because they seem kind of like left out in the last few projects a little bit here and there. Yeah. And I think they're super funny and they go so well together. But um, I haven't checked it out yet. We haven't gotten time, but I I think hopefully this week we'll be able to give it a watch because we love holiday movies and we love Peter Quill and we love the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians are probably my favorite um part of the MCU. Right now, I think yeah. so, yeah. They probably are. Now that like Tony's gone and stuff like that yeah. cuz they're just so funny. They are. A they're lot of they're fun. so cool yeah. and silly and, and everyone likes them. Final bit of news. Is the Origins Is the Origin prequel? Origins. Do you you asked for you it. You asked for it. You got it. Door. We found <laughs> one. Ted the prequel series origins just a rap production <laughs> now just a little tagline about what the show is about oh god it's a prequel that takes place in 1993 and embraces that era embraces the 90s and tracks what is essentially ted's adolescence i guess according to seth MacFarlane, ted and john's adolescence and growing up in a boston suburb kid look as somebody who grew up in that part of the country it's a fun thing to try and recreate i think it's a great idea to like <laughs> base a show in 90s like boston suburb that's that's, genius. that's how we grew up yeah Literally right, how we grew that's up. our life, that's, yeah. yeah. So I think we're gonna really connect with this. I also think maybe they couldn't get Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, we don't get Wahlberg. What if we just make a younger version of him? So if you, instead of doing like a Ted Three <laughs> show, <laughs> they're just like Ted Origins, just gonna need some like little Irish Jack kid. Yeah. <laughs> hey Ted, where are you? <laughs> Thunder Buddies for life, but Everyone's been asking for it. I'm so glad they finally got around. <laughs> Constant tweets. Where's Ted3? I where couldn't Ted tell you how many DMs I've gotten. Ted or Ted prequel, Ted Origins. We need it. Yeah, we, we need, need this. <laughs> I like Ted, so I think I'll check it out for sure. I don't know where it's going to be, though. I, I didn't look that up. Probably like... You so you didn't do your research? I, just, I found the story. I found the origin story for this week. But you skimmed it. Skimmed it. You said skim it. Skimmed. I did skim it. <laughs> Other than that, that's pretty much all the news. You know, it's kind of a slow week because of the holiday in America. But I'm sure this week we're gonna get things kicking with more news. I guarantee you we're gonna get a poster, title reveal, and trailer for Indiana Jones Five this week. Guarantee two of the three. I'm calling Monday. 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 Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's gonna. It's gonna come out. We also have an episode dropping tomorrow. That's right. It's gonna be on the best trilogies of all time. Also, big thank you to Sone Cinema. Uh, timothy for these awesome nope hats that we got it's the hat that daniel kaluuya's character wears in like half the movie it's the logo of their ranching film company which is so cool thanks so much timothy we really love them soon cinema that's sewn underscore cinema on all platforms you're the best these hats are awesome thanks so much pal and everyone have a great rest of the weekend take care raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by jacob Opening music by Chase Jackson.